On this episode of the Blackburn News Podcast, we continue the Ghost Town series with part three. We're looking at the Lawrence House in Sarnia, once the home of a lumber baron and his family at the end of the 19th century. Today, it's a center for the arts. But lots of people who work there or have visited will tell you it's a lot more than that. Here are your hosts, Haley Chang and Craig Needles. Isn't it funny how ghosts are always considered a scary and a terrible thing? If you could talk to ghosts, would you set one off to haunt your worst enemy? Are we considering ghosts real for the sake of this conversation? Of course they're real. If it makes you feel any better, the ghosts you see in movies that are terrible and mean are probably not real. But the ghost we're looking at today is pretty darn real and friendly. It's the kind of spirit that continues living in their home and is much friendlier and much more welcoming. Someone that doesn't consider new people in their home an intruder, but rather a guest. And that's where our story falls today. A host to her dream home, continuing with her hospitable ways. This is Ghost Town, a Blackburn News production. Today, you look at the Lawrence House and Eliza Lawrence, the hostess who never left. The Lawrence House today serves as a hub for the arts in Sarnia, but before becoming a staple in the community, it was a place where Eliza and William Lawrence raised their family and ran a successful business. William uh, Frederick Lawrence uh, took over the business. He was full ownership of Lawrence Lumber. He expanded the business by bringing uh, lumber down from the French River in Northern Ontario. So what they were famous for, the Lawrence uh, Lumber, was sash windows and doors and cabinets. So that's what they used a lot of the lumber for. While William Frederick Lawrence was in Watford, he married Eliza Jane Carroll. And they were married September 25, 1877. And they came to Sarnia and started building the Lawrence House in 1882. And that home cost $30,000 to build. William uh, Frederick Lawrence, um, he ran the business until his death of a motor vehicle accident. And that was in 1922, and he was 70 years of age. So then the lumber business was taken over by laid law and that ended a hundred years and four generations of pioneer lumbering of the Lawrence family. And that uh, Eliza Jane Carroll, which many historians in this area call her Elizabeth. She was never Elizabeth. It states it right on her marriage certificate and her death certificate that her name was Eliza Jane. Anyway, she lived there until 1940. Uh, when she died, and then the house remained vacant for 30 years until it was turned over to the city by their grandson, Carol Haynes Lawrence. And today, it remains the center of the arts for Sarnia, and it's a memorial for the Lawrence family. That's Donna Powers, a local Lawrence family expert. And with the amount of time she spent alone in the house, it's no surprise that she claims she's had many encounters of her own. I have felt Mrs. Lawrence right behind me. When I was doing the investigating into the history of the Lawrence family, I was on my computer at the Lawrence house and on Ancestry and I was trying to dig for information and I wanted proper documents to back up the information. 
and she came and stood right behind me. I could feel it right in my spine and uh, she was there and I acknowledged her. I could feel her presence and acknowledged her. I told her I would do my best possible um, work to uh, find out the information on her family and to represent her uh, family and that I have had many times when I've been at house by myself and also when there's other people the elevator will go up and down and open up and there's nobody on it and that has happened practically every time I've been at the house and if I'm there by myself I just acknowledge that there's a presence there and welcome them and tell them to come and sit with me. Never mind. That is kind of spooky. Maybe I'm not actually ready to visit the Lawrence house. Well, there is a logical explanation for everything. I'm sure she just forgot to shut a window. Maybe she felt a breeze. When was the last time you asked about the weather and someone replied, oh, it's just the kind of breeze you feel in your spine? Breezes don't run a finger down your spine. Yeah, sure. You've changed my mind forever. Moving on. The Lawrence House is such a hot spot for paranormal activity that investigators from all across the province have gone there to check it out. One of these investigators is Bert Richards. One really interesting story, if you're in the Lawrence House, there's a photo book on the ground floor uh, at reception of these uh, photos, black and white, taken by uh, well-known then surrogate photographer Doug or Douglas Paisley. And the city had him come in and using some wide-angle lenses and no flash just take snapshots of every nook and cranny of that house before anything was really touched. Um, this is prior to the fire, but after, um, prior to the fire, um, which had some really interesting photos. So one of those photos of the second floor bedrooms, I think they're the ones on the south uh, west side, um, it shows the whole room because of the fisheye lens, but there's a very, very strange floor-to-ceiling apparition that doesn't resemble a drape or anything that should be in that room. There are some other experiences using what's called an ovulus, and if you ask questions, this small device can interpret whatever energy is there, but it can quite often translate or take the intention or spirit of a ghost and translate it into a word which displays on a small screen. Uh, we did have, uh, we did ask Elizabeth some questions and about her family and we had her family tree handy and she began to name um, specific children and grandchildren such as Albert. But if there is something still in the house, why would Eliza's spirit even want to remain there? She just loves that house and is very proud of it, and, and she's still protecting it. And being the last, one of the last of her generation, um, that may be part of it too. I think it's really sweet that she's staying behind in the human world because she loves her home so much. It's such a nice switch from the whole scary ghost narrative that we're so used to. Either that, or these are just some scary campfire stories that got out of control. What else do we have? Patty Cook is a retired volunteer and artist who has spent a lot of time in the Lawrence house and has had some of her own ghostly encounters there. This particular night, we were having kind of an opening celebration for the community quilt, we're calling it a quilt, that we had put together um, a community project for uh, in celebration of Canada's 150. So um, 
I was standing there with my camera and then I, you could tell when the furnace kicked on because it was, like I said, um, there was like a little poof of these little dust orbs. There, you can really tell them apart. But then as the talk went on, I started seeing more of these orbs, but they were kind of floating down the stairs. And I didn't think anything of it until I saw almost like a highway of them coming down. And they were not just coming down. They were stopping and reversing. So I was actually, because I couldn't see it with the naked eye, I could only see it with my camera. I actually called over a couple people to witness on my phone. I said, are you seeing this? This is absolutely crazy. Like there was an orb that actually was a good size. You could see it coming from the upstairs. It, it had come from the upstairs and it slowly, lazily made its way down the stairs following the staircase. Dust balls. My house has dust balls too. But that's only because I don't clean enough, not because my house is haunted. I can understand not believing that these orbs are ghost-related. There could definitely be a reasonable explanation. But just wait until you hear this next story. Because after hearing about Daisy's experience, I definitely got the chills. I was walking around admiring the doors and the trim and the, the wonderful stained glass type stuff that was still in the windows. And then uh, I thought, well, I'm going to go and check out upstairs because I'd only ever seen the one room. And when I got about halfway up the stairs, it was uh, like a strange experience because it's something that I felt it wasn't like uh, something that I saw with my eyes, like something you would see in movies where people see something that's not supposed to be there and it magically appears in front of you. It wasn't like that. I was running my hand up the handrail and suddenly it was the weirdest feeling. It felt like somebody passed through me and I stopped, froze on the stairs and thought what the heck was that and as it passed through me and went up the stairs in front of me I <clears throat> got the sense that it was a, a young girl running up the stairs laughing, having fun to the point where I could smell her hair <laughs> and I thought it, I remember thinking it was so weird because it smelled like my daughter's hair when she was young and and I was still just kind of standing there frozen wondering what is happening to me and then it felt like it had passed up and was at the top of the stairs and then I got this it's kind of like seeing in your mind's eye or or kind of like when you're in a in a daydream state when you don't really see what's around you in reality you see I saw this girl in a white smock with long blonde hair that was curly at the ends and she was happy and smiling and friendly 
and then she turned and ran straight into the room at the top of the stairs where there's a fireplace. And then I thought, well, I'm going to follow, follow this and see what happens. And I walked to the landing, into the room with the fireplace, and that feeling of her being there was gone. And then when I turned to leave the room, it's like I heard a voice in my head say, don't let them forget me. And then, and then I was like overcome with huge sadness thinking, who is this, what is this child that seems so happy? She sounded so sad and worried. Could it be a young girl calling out to her mother, asking Eliza to not forget her? Or what if she's just another spirit who's lost and found a caring mother in this new ghost realm? Or maybe it's just the wind. How long could this have possibly gone on for anyway? And then when I got home that night, I found that whatever it was going on would not leave me alone for months. And then I found out or kind of experienced what people say when they say that they're haunted by something because every day for three months all i could hear in my head was her saying don't let them forget me oh there are so many different ways that people react to the paranormal some people are scared some are accepting and some <clears throat> just straight up don't believe Oof. all right i admit there have been some convincing stories here but I just have a hard time not trying to come up with some sort of more rational explanation than there are ghosts. Everyone wants an explanation to the paranormal. Eliza Lawrence has been caught on camera in a full-bodied apparition. Yet, there's still a majority looking for explanations. Everything syncs up with her story. The who, what, when, where, and why. She's been seen, recognized, and reference-checked to the point where you cannot deny her existence. Yet it's still impossible to explain. How is she still here? How can she manifest herself into some sort of white-fogged figure? Who's the little girl? Why is she still here? There is no scientific truth, and there isn't a truthful debunking. As much as we may want an answer, there may never be one. It is what it is. It's the paranormal. The conclusion is that this is a classic case of uh, a very proud person who is proud of their home, of their family, what their family stood for, uh, their position in Sarnia society, and she's just not ready to give that up and may never be. I think she wants to get on being a Lawrence, being part of the community, being the spouse of a business person, uh, the role that she, uh, being a mom, I think she enjoys that and she's just simply not ready to relinquish that. And that's okay. This was Ghost Town. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.